Hello, once again, back to Filter Optional. I'm Chico West. And I'm Shannon West. We're excited to have you today. Actually, today, it's it, you're gonna see this episode or listen to this episode. It's gonna be February 18th. But today is actually Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Shannon. Val I love, he always says Valentine's. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just forever, Valentine's. Valentine's. It's Valentine's, but um, yes, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, you know. It's kind of cute. It's kind of actually like endearing that you say Valentine's, you know. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am uh, a little, you know, random or, you know, yeah. lots of different things. Yes, but and, and so that people know we are actually married. I, it's so funny because, I mean, I... Our last names are obviously the same, but I think people have listened to parts of it and maybe haven't caught the very beginning. And they're they're like, "Oh wait, y'all are married? You don't just work together?" <laughs> like, no, we are yeah, married. No, we are actually it, married. But if you come in on different episodes, I think today is our tenth episode, and so we're excited about today. Yeah. But if you if you missed the first couple, we talked about our marriage and our kids and yeah, right, and the right. feelings one and what is normal and stuff like that. Right. We definitely. Um, but if you if you joined us after the first two episodes, you might be a little confused. Right. You know, so one, once again, this is a Casa Kalina production. Casa Kalina is a yes. all male, ninety day uh, rehab for substance dependence. Yes, and you are my boss. I am your boss, but we're also partners in yes, this. Yes, you know, yes, yes. and so if if you look at the org chart, that happens. It's been our vision since we the day we got married. Oh, I talked about it for if a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. and so. You know, if you want to, if you're looking for treatment for uh, for a male over 18 to 65 or 70, you can call our 800 number. It's 844-974-CASA or 2272. Uh, ask for K. K is awesome. Uh, but getting to today's episode, what we'd really like to talk about uh, is marriage. You know, our marriage in particular, uh, what... You know the the ups and downs, the pitfalls, uh, what it's like being married. You know, pre kids, what it's like being married with kids, what you know, extended family, all sorts of different questions. Uh, today we we go. We have twenty three years of being married, so we didn't do a lot of prep. So this is going to be a and a half, twenty three and a half, twenty three and a half. Yes, in August will be twenty four years. Yes. Um, doesn't seem like it's. It's been that long. That's right. Oh, okay, Chico, go ahead and tell your joke. <laughs> What's my joke? J tell your joke. I've been married for 23 and a half years. And it's two good ones. Th two of them were good. <laughs> but no, that is That's a joke. joke. It is a joke. I mean, it's yeah. so... It's a producer's job to know these kinds of things, but I think Chico made that joke on your very first episode. He probably I did. did. Yes, yeah. it's his joke. And so Kevin is our producer, joke. and he does a good job. And he's engaged, and so... We can talk a little bit about, I remember our engagement story um, and, you know, expectations going into... How your parents said no to me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That, True story. But but that kind of plays into what we're going to talk about. But your parents did say no. Yes. You know, they were, they were fearful. You know, we talked about in our first episode, because feelings. Because let's, let's maybe talk a little bit about baggage that you bring into a marriage. 
I think that's good. We all bring in baggage. We don't realize it, you know, when you're in love, when you're like Kevin and newly engaged and stuff like that and getting ready to get married. You're excited. Man, the world is your oyster. <laughs> we're not going to come down on, you know, his. You know, <laughs> we're not going to bring it down. But, you know, there's um, ways that you were brought up. I mean, we were both firstborns. I mean, I think there are things that you need to look at that you don't think. When I dated you, I didn't think about the fact that you were a firstborn and so was I until maybe 10 years into our marriage. And I was like, oh, wait, we're both you know, control freaks and firstborn and those kind of things. But strong-willed. Strong-willed. And, um, like you, to have things done a certain way. Yes. And you don't, I don't, I didn't think about the, um, my family's own experience with, um, addiction, um, in our family and. what? Well, and it's not just addiction. So when and when we, we've talked about addiction. Yeah. Yes. There, there, there was, there was addiction, there was trauma and also how your family just, you know, dealt with, you know, pretty tough issues. Y'all, y'all didn't communicate it. My family over communicated. Right. Within my, within my home, like my four walls that I grew up in, we didn't have any real specific um, events that happened while we were in those four walls, if that makes sense. Like you lost your father when you were 10. That is a traumatic event in your four walls and oh, so yes. um, a lot of the trauma brought into my four walls happened outside of the four walls if that makes sense well i mean when we started dating and stuff like that we were engaged and you hadn't had a grandparent die we your granddad right. yes. died well, all my grandparents your granddad alive. died when we were engaged right right you know and so you, you all, the other three were alive at our wedding and stuff right. like that you right. didn't even have any loss from those four walls right right you know although your dad had loss yes and your dad my dad had lost his dad when he was 10 in a pretty traumatic um you know situation and then you know, he carried that into our four walls in a way that he was going to be the best dad that there was, you know, but you can't carry that. Yeah, and that was 1951 and when so his he, dad died. Yes, but he wanted conflict to be non-existent in our home, and that is not reality, obviously. But, you know, it's a, it's a tender thought. You know, and that plays just, into that plays into marriage. Exactly, because I I came into our marriage not wanting conflict in my four walls. Well, and my new four walls was you and I. Yes, and the and the deal is it's it's crazy. It's like your parents were both the youngest in their family. Your dad had an older mm -hmm, brother mm -hmm. and your mom had an older sister. That's correct. Yeah, they were both the babies. Yes. So <laughs> you being you being the oldest, they they couldn't identify with you. Right. You know, my dad who died, he was the oldest of six boys and my mom was the youngest. Right. You know, and so there there was a lot of baggage that that came in. You know, my my mom's parents got divorced. Right. You know, my my uh my dad's parents, my my grandmother was a active alcoholic she got sober and died sober right uh but but there was like there was all this alcoholism there all these things play into and sometimes we don't even realize when it comes to marriage right we we don't know those bags that come in it is it is wild and crazy in that regard and we dated long distance which is i i mean i don't recommend and i i, I you know our kids i mean travis has even asked like 
how did that work? And I said, I, 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 well, first of all, we were pen pals because there was no cell phone or there really was, I didn't have an email at the time. Um, and so you, when you were in Germany for 13 months, we wrote letters. And so it was like, I would spill out my heart on it and then drop it in the mailbox and go, okay, I know he's not going to see it for 10 days probably, but you know, and in 10 days I would maybe be even backtracking what I wrote, but it was already in the mail. But in, in some ways that was really powerful for our relationship because, yes. because, you know, we didn't, we weren't, I was in Germany. She was here in Dallas, Texas. You know, we, we got to know each other via, uh, Letters. Letters, but also we would talk like once a week on the phone. Yeah. Um, Set an alarm and yes. yeah, wake up. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, but it was good in that regard. Yes, you know? but so by the time you were asking my dad, what I was getting at is that by the time you were asking my dad for my hand in marriage, he didn't know you and what he knew of you scared him because of the trauma in his life. And it came out sideways. Totally. You know, and, and the deal is, it's like, you know, people... And you it, all have such a great relationship now that it's, yes. I mean, it's all... But it's it still, it's still... Because it's so funny. <laughs> it's just so funny. But <laughs> it's still, it's still funny. People kind of give them a hard time. Yes. One of my buddies down the street gave Joe a hard time uh, over Thanksgiving. And he still gets a little uncomfortable. Yes, yes. You know, they, well, they were encouraging. Man, you were smart. To, to do that. They were kind of yeah. ripping on me a little bit. Yeah. But uh, the deal is what what was going on with your dad. Your your dad was saying no because of the fact that I I was in recovery for alcoholism. Right. Uh, and it brought up old trauma. We're, we're going to have a couple episodes talking about trauma. Yeah. But just a real quick sidebar. Trauma will can go on generationally. You right. know, And yes. that can play into That's marriage and you don't even the know. Father, that you, you know, you've heard that biblical quote before but I don't think that anybody ever really dives into it they're like oh you know what does that mean but it it it, it is that passing along of that baggage that trauma yeah and and if unaddressed if unaddressed and at the same time it was like uh it made sense what your dad told you told you about your biological granddad right what what were you told about how he died well he was a doctor and um he, um, what well, I was told that he was working on a cure for tuberculosis and, and he died. And so I assumed that he maybe got tuberculosis, but then I was told, no, 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 he just worked himself to death. He just worked himself to but death. But here's the, the big story. And you, you knew that not up until 22 years old, you found out the truth. Your biological granddad committed suicide was an active drug addict and doctor yes. and there was and, and we know drug addiction back in in the 40s and 50s so much shame oh. was all over the place but we know it's a disease today and that's what we've made our life mission yes, yes. and it's it's crazy that you know we're you know we're in this uh uh Field, we're married and we have this dream and all of a sudden we're addressing addiction. Yes, but in, and there was no care for my grandmother or my dad and his older brother. There was there was no care for them. No, not at all. And so they so and, the sins of the father, that trauma that 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 So it's not my dad's sin. I think some people confuse that with like, oh well, you know, your dad's sin, you know, like, you know, cheating on your mother or whatever, but it it it's not that. It, no, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, I was going to say more. It's it's the 
unresolved trauma that was being played out. Yes, that that passes on. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to clarify and, and that. And so I, that, I, I want to say to, you know, real quick to, to, to Joe and Judy, if, if you are watching or you are listening, man, I love y'all. But it was, I'm not faulting at all. I didn't know, oh, I know. Yeah. and stuff We're like gonna that. We're going to talk about your family a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Maybe. so that the deal is, but the but what Joe said is no, because he knew right there. He was afraid. He was protecting me. And he was fearful. Again, in those four walls, he was yeah. protecting me from future conflict. Yes. And he was afraid because he really hadn't experienced people in recovery. Right. Uh, and he was afraid that I, you know, that I might commit suicide, all these things. Yes. You know, and so it was it was good. It was real healthy. So I paused and didn't ask you. I was going to ask you on your birthday in 1994. Right. <laughs> uh, and then it flooded. Yes. Uh, it was crazy. But, and so yeah. we waited. We waited another seven months before I asked you yes. to marry me. Yes. And it was it was very, very positive. So, I mean, so right there, just giving you a little uh snippet that those things will play out in marriage they at at different times it created conflict you got protective of your dad now sure. 23 years later we can laugh about it a little bit yeah. there's more joking but for several years it's like oh let's not bring up that that joe said no to chico right yeah. right uh but but the the deal is that's what happens uh in family that baggage came in from Shannon's side. My side, there was baggage. Oh, let's talk about everything, but really not get down to the Yes, to the and so from Chico's, because he had been to treatment and had had a family program where everybody, I mean, it was like they were vomiting feelings all over the place. I mean, you know, everyone always had to share everything. And so that was overwhelming. And your family was gigantic. But, um, yeah, it but it but it is. It was overwhelming, and I like how you said they were vomiting. It wasn't. It wasn't a healthy share of feelings. Right. It was truly at different times vomiting. I think of one of the times we were at at the lake early in our marriage, pre kids, we're playing ping pong. Oh and, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> and and my, I mean, okay. and the the testosterone in the room was huge. Well, I was the only girl on the scene for a long time <laughs> because you have three younger brothers. Um, and uh, you're the oldest, and so I was kind of the only girl. But, um, you know, but I can think of times even, you know, that testosterone stuff. I mean, Monopoly boards being thrown and everything, and I'm like, what is happening? I don't like this kind of conflict, like where they're tipping over Monopoly it, boards. But and, in, it, it would affect our marriage. Yes. You would take it on. I would not be as sensitive, you know, or compassionate. But there. I also, it also affected our marriage in a way where I would feel like, when when and if any of your family members or you would try to give me advice on how to um, talk to my parents, you know, there would be this like, kind of like this, like you need to go in and you need to, you need to tell your dad, you need to confront this and you need to work it out. And you well, want and to I talk think about one it. of the things and we I'm did. Like, no, that that would put me on the defensive because that's not how well, I. Well, and one of the things we did, which is real unhealthy, and I, I've said it in another episode, is we would should all over you. Yes. You know, and the word I'm saying is should. 
you know, but I like try you not, go, you should do you this, should do you, this. Should do you should do that. You should, you know, you should talk to your parents. Yes. You know, I try not to should on Shannon on a daily basis or, and I try not to should on my kids or, I, but the deal is we get back into that. And my family was a bunch of shooters yes. all over the place. You know, I, Shannon remembers this. My mom, you know, I love my mom. And mom, if you listen to this, love you. But the the deal is uh, she would <laughs> shoot all over me. And I would say, thanks for sharing. Yes, yes. And and she didn't like that because she was trying to help, uh, obviously. And so, you know, when you get into these patterns, you know, there are patterns of behavior and communicating that, end up going nowhere. Yeah, and so the baggage I brought in is, man, we should all over. We come up with solutions, we try to fix it, we're rescuers. Your patterns are, hey, we don't talk about tough issues. Right. We we push that under the rug. That's going to that's going to affect a marriage. Yes. You know, we can both be firstborns, but if one, you know, doesn't really address stuff and the other one shoulds and fixes everything, man, that creates conflict. Yes, and then, you know, it, it creates conflict with all the you know, big issues in marriage like money and, um, you know, sex. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. But, um, let's talk about sex. See, baby. he just went, yeah, let's no. Let's talk about you. So let's talk about money. Okay. A bit. <laughs> She's changing the subject. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, let's, we, we can kind of get back to that. But, um, I also think that when you go into a relationship, you are thinking about how, the other person is going to fill your tank. And generally when you're in the engagement stage, sorry, Kevin, and they, you know, <laughs> no problem. you know, your tank is kind of full because you are just loving everything about that person and, and your tank is full, you know, and then, then you life hits, life hits, and you, know, you get you into get... marriage and you start, your tank starts to be depleted by life. Okay. Yeah. Like the rent payment, the mortgage payment, the school loans, school yeah, loans. Yeah, I mean, you know, all you're, sorts you're of having, stuff. You're having trouble getting pregnant. You are, you know, what I mean, life. Or you don't want to get pregnant. Or you don't want to. And you're and pregnant. You, yes. And, but so all of these things start to deplete your tank. And then it's who are you turning to to fill your tank back up? Your spouse. Well, they're going through the same thing that you're going through, but maybe they're dealing with it differently. Yes. And so they aren't going to be able to fill your tank. Um, Who fills your tank? So uh, right now, I'd like to say that if, if I am depleted and my f tank is empty, I have to go to the Lord. I have to go to Jesus. I have to go to my spiritual connection, connection to start to fill my tank. And I and in the deal is and prayer it, and meditation and but but see that self care that created some conflict in us because you are a faithful woman I really believe that but early in our marriage I I equated faith the way I am I'm kind of out there personality I like to pray out loud I like to you know talk about scripture raise I, your I, hands yes, when I, you're I, singing man and, I yeah. praise I the Lord feel the spirit moving yes. through me baby yes but. But you're, you have this incredible quiet reserve that, man, you have a powerful relationship with the Lord. And one of your spiritual gifts is faith. But yes. that created conflict. And I love that you do go to the Lord. 
I love that you have that relationship. But I did have to connect those dots because it, it ended up being the only thing that would fill my tank. Because if I would go to you, you wouldn't do it because I, our personalities are different and we fill our tanks differently. Like, so how do you fill your tank? I, I, ha I it, when I am not filling my tank with the Lord and I'm filling it with self, it creates conflict with us. Yes. You know, they, this morning, I, I told you, man, I didn't really prepare for this because I had, I'd spent time, I'm just wrestling with some things, nothing yes, to do with our marriage, exactly. but just wrestling with some things. And I'm, you know, I, I, I went, I went to God, I've been praying and I, I just really had some good self-reflection. And here are the things, the things that are going on with you, I cannot change or help or control. I can't, I, I, as a human being, I, it's out of your control. It's out of my control. And so, but I, those create early, especially early in our marriage. I, I, let's not speak for other people's marriage, yeah. but it, early in our marriage, I would try to control your stuff. Yes. You would c try to control my stuff. Yes. You know, I, I mean, one of the one powerful moment early in marriage, and it's not faulting you. I was watching Goodwill Hunting. And, and I don't even think we had any kids in our first house. And I was just tearing up with the scene with Robin Williams and, uh, you know, uh, Matt Damon. You know, Matt Damon is just wrestling, didn't have his dad. And man, I just started, I just started tearing up watching the movie and, and said, man, just this brings up a lot of loneliness. Oh, Travis was born. And you, and you said, ah, I can't, you know, how come you have us? Yeah, yeah. How just can you bring, be lonely? How yeah. can you be lonely? How can you be lonely? And it had nothing to do with you and Travis. It had to do with it was just bringing up some of that old trauma of losing my dad. Yes. I mean, and I had to figure out why that made you lonely. And I, and and the, I understand that now. I understand you, that now. Oh, man. And that's where we've grown. Because I've been lonely because when you can figure out how to relate it and because I was lonely as a stay-at-home mom. Yes. I mean, even though I was tutoring and doing, you know, stuff with Travis, you know, at home, but I was lonely. Well, I was lonely, especially when Travis was a toddler because he was so horrible and I couldn't take him anywhere. Um, <laughs> I can say that now because he's 19 and doing quite well. But, oh, my gosh, I was trapped in my house. Well, and people, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, we'll go in and maybe do an episode on that because yeah, I was yeah. talking to a friend, Rob Park, great guy. He has a three-year-old and I go, yeah, you hear terrible twos, but threes are worse, you yeah. know, and he's, he's, you know, he's wrestling with that with his kids. And I, I was going, man, we can identify. Our kid is, you know, great kid, but at three years old, he, we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was just, he was a firstborn, strong-willed, Highly active, um, not very verbal. Um, yeah, so, but that leads me to, oh, sorry. That leads me to um, thinking about, you know, before kids, if you can, you know, find a way to, I think doing those personality tests and the love languages really helped us to. They're great tools. They're great tools to stand back and say, because our, um, personalities are, po I mean, who doesn't say, how are y'all married? Yeah, all the time. I but mean, man, you are my best friend. Yes. And we are, we are big opposites. You look at the Enneagram, you're a two, yeah. I'm an eight. But, you know, but you knowing this now after 23 years, like going back to that Goodwill hunting scenario, I 
vaguely remember that. It's not like, it's obviously kind of burned in your brain, but it, not really in mine. But if I were to go back to that, <clears throat> to my young self, I would have responded probably with one of your lo love languages, like touch, your touch. And so I probably would have tried to give you a hug. Yes. Instead of saying, wait, why are you lonely? How can you be lonely with us? I, I, my approach would be different because of understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally so, makes sense. I mean, and so the deal is the great, you know, with, with marriage and, you know, I, as we think about, you know, our marriage is, uh, man, it, it is Valentine's Day. I do. Valentine's. I do love, love you, darling. I mean, and the, the deal is <laughs> through that, man, love is tough, you know. And, and it's work. It's work. It's and a verb. It is. It is a lot of work. It is patient. It is kind. So I have to do the work to understand myself. First of all, I had to know what my love language was. Yours so, is acts of service. Yes. Big time. Yes. And you do none of that. <laughs> I, I do a little every no, no. now and then. If I, I, I want, tell him if I only he knew how much loading and unloading the dishwasher, how far that would go, he would he would do it way more often. But yes. Then, she is correct. And yes, I, I, you know, but here's the deal is I do believe, you know, I know I struggle with selfishness and self-centeredness. You do not as blatant as I do. I, no, I do too. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you know what? That's the human condition. Bingo. And so. You've... I was a little fearful to say that, you know, that you struggle with it. I, you know, but I'm, know. I'm not, I am, but it is the stomach. human. I'm a Taurus. I'm, you know, yes. bull. I mean, yes, I can't believe Xavier told me he was more scared of me than you last night. Yeah. I, we can, I gotta go back to that, but, um, that's weird. But, um, so we, I think it, it, it just behooves anyone that is getting married to figure out how their spouse's tank is filled. Yes. But also how, and how to yours is. Yeah, but also how to communicate. Going back to our first episode, really identifying your feelings. Yes. You know, that has helped our relationship so much. Learning how to identify, hey, this is my feeling. It's not that you caused it, but right. I'm just feeling this. Well, and because when you were and, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna skip I'm gonna go from like first married because you were in graduate school when we first got married to I'm gonna skip to having two kids and being married in a second. But um, when you were in school, you used to diagnose me with stuff, whatever you were studying. Yeah, but like, that's a whole nother episode. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let's, let, let, let's Anyways, just talk about, so, okay, but so, communication is key. But okay, most but people to, don't know how to communicate. Exactly. And we've learned, we've learned through trial and error. Yes. You know, that, you know, there's times we do have conflict. You know, we are male, female, so there's going to be conflict there. Yes. Okay. But learning how how to really listen, listening is tough, you know. And there's especially for men, especially for women too. It, oh. it it is it is different. You can diagnose my words, but not know my heart, you know. And it goes both ways. I understand that. So that, but that that was going to lead me to after we had two kids, and I um was kind of going crazy. Two very active boys. Um, with lots of, you know, Beck had Giardia and I mean, uh, you know, whatever. I kind of brown out that entire period. <laughs> but um, that um, 
but at that time we had to seek counseling. Yes, okay, you and there was counseling, and and you were kind of um, resistant to that because uh, you were like, I I can't find a counselor in this town that I can go to because I am a counselor, you know, which I agreed with and I understood, you know, it's like, I don't know. I guess it's like being a doctor and trying to find there, a doctor. There, there was some of that, but also it was just fearful that, oh, I'm not doing it right. Well, you know, there was some shame in that. And, and the the deal was, I oh, I'm the counselor. People are coming to me, but I'm going to get counseling. Right. And, and so, so I had to remind myself that that's all right. But I'll never forget that the, just that it was so simple. It was so simple. The key for me as I was going crazy, like I'm going to my BGYN saying I need some anti-anxiety medication like I you know I I need I was trying to get myself straight too but when we went and the counselor just looked at us and finally said okay Shannon what could Chico do that would be good for your soul it was that simple yeah it was that simple and, and I, you didn't ask anything bizarre no or out and of I had to sit the and blue he said go think about what would be good for your soul. And, you know, quite frankly, being a busy, stressed out, anxiety ridden mom, I wasn't thinking about going to my first love, good for my soul, my spiritual walk. You know, I wasn't thinking about that. I had to kind of be reminded of that. But then also, I just had to tell you I mean, it was as simple as I need 20 minutes by myself. Without, without any questions asked or any of those things. And yes. that, that it, was, it wasn't that much at all. It was like, she let me in. You let me in to what, I, what you needed to kind of fill, fill your, your tank. tank. Yes. You know, and, and what, what was happening is I'd, I was coming home. I was, I was stressed. I, but it, it was something simple that I couldn't meet that need. Yes. But you were, you were also, I think, feeling, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you were feeling slighted because you were participating. Like, for instance, you would bathe the kids. But there would always be a yell from the bathroom like, Where's the shampoo? Is and this it's the right. the shampoo I use? Which yeah. shampoo do I use? You know, we had one bathtub, one shower. You know, yeah. you're like, do I use this shampoo? And you're like reaching for my expensive shampoo or whatever you know it just but i needed i needed you to handle it yes from a to With, z <laughs> but without but, without asking i mean yes. and that and and the deal was when you started communicating that way i could hear you yes you know when that's the key once going back to that communication lots of times we don't communicate effectively we become very we build resentment and then we blame and we yeah. and and you know cast that all over the person and yes. they take that on so i mean as we wrap up today um oh, we're already wrapping up yes it's been wowza yes that was quick we could do another episode and we i also will have to say i want to say one thing since we yes. kind of talked about first things is that what attracts you at first ends up repelling you you know and we can talk more about that but like definitely chico we we were dating before pre 9-11 and he would get off an airplane and introduce me to the person he was sitting next to and like nothing tortures me more than talking to the person next to me on an airplane and he was introducing me to it and i thought 
this is such a personable guy, what a good guy. But then I was like, oh my God, if you introduce me to some other stranger that we're never gonna see again, I'm but, gonna go crazy. Hey, but, we wanna thank you, yeah. it was such a good show. <laughs> she she kind of rambled there. You know, I liked her rambling, <laughs> now I struggle with that, but yeah. it's good. <laughs> okay, yes. You know, so thank y'all, have a great Valentine's week. You know, love your wife, communicate. Peace out. <laughs>